Good morning, everybody. Um, great to be streaming into your homes this morning. What a privilege it is to join you. And however you're doing it, whether you're reclining on your couch, drinking coffee, or uh, you're still lying in bed with the screen in front of you. Uh, so very, very awesome um, that we can be partnered with you this morning. So uh, good morning. Um, great to be doing church together. Uh, I'm really looking forward to our time this morning. So um, a couple of things we've got coming up which I've forgotten about that's why I'm looking over into the corner uh, just want to remind us that we've uh, still got connect groups happening um, uh, mostly via the zoom platform so um, if you're already part of a connect group you'll be enjoying that if not please check out our stuff online and um, on the website if you want to get connected into something like that and that would be really cool this coming weekend, we've got Easter. Uh, we're planning some things for Good Friday, so make sure you keep an eye out on our Facebook page, our website, and check your emails, and we'll let you know what's happening. We're looking at doing a communion service and a prayer meeting, so uh, look forward to seeing you then. <laughs> it's funny, I forgot, I've forgotten the things that I was meant to be uh, pre presenting. So, um, really been enjoying doing the Tuesday and Thursday nights, by the way, with the uh, around vision and values and uh, I'm going to continue to do that uh, for the next number of weeks as well. Uh, obviously there was, there was a couple of technical difficulties in getting them up on time uh, this week but uh, I think we've got that sorted now and that'll be really cool moving forward. So, awesome. If you're looking for ways to give, you can. the best way you can give is by setting up an automatic payment through your bank. You can do that via internet banking, phone banking or if you don't have access to those or are unsure, please just call your bank. Uh, our bank details are on our website and uh, you'll be able to set that up nice and easy for a regular payment. Alternatively, the next best way we've set up for you is through Tithely. You can access this through our website. If you look for the word donate, uh, click on there. You can set up regular payments or one-off payments. This is the, the next best way, which is safe and secure and easy for you to set up money uh, to be distributed to us <laughs> at this time. Right. Uh, you may have noticed that something's happened to my son's face. Uh, he's woken up with a moustache this morning, so I've decided to partner with him uh, in looking awesome, so that's really, really cool. Hey, we want to give a shout out as well to anyone who's had a birthday or a reason to celebrate um, this morning. Uh, in fact, we've still got, uh, I think we've still got a box of chocolates around somewhere, so uh, if you guys want to grab those, I know. Uh, Jocelyn Ian, happy anniversary, six years. This chocolate goes out to you. We're gonna eat it. Hey, there's a book in there. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong box. <laughs> it's the right box. I've, ate, I've eaten all of the chocolate. I've eaten it all. No, I've just put it somewhere else. I thought that would be quite tricky this morning. But we do have the chocolates here available. I haven't eaten them all. And we want to celebrate with you. So happy birthday to anyone who's had a birthday. Happy anniversary to those who have had anniversaries. And any other reason to celebrate, just comment on our um, live stream on Facebook right now. And God bless you. That's really, really cool. Hey, it's awesome for us to have our full bubble back together. Um, after a few days apart at the start of the week with Eden having her appendix, appendix out. Um, she seems to have recovered really, really well. Thank you so much for your prayers and um, all the kind wishes that we received. That was really awesome. Amen. 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 <laughs> all right. Um, well, great to be with you this morning. Um, our bubble is about to uh, decrease in the room right now. Uh, but I'll see you later, guys. There, there. Under the black top. They're trying to figure out where I've hidden the chocolates. Uh, <laughs> that was a little bit mean of me. Just one moment.
Really, really cool. <laughs> really cool. Okay. I think they've taken about a dozen each, and now there really is none left. But hey, awesome. Hey, it was so cool this morning to have um, Pastor Israel and Michelle um, put up some uh, some worship and such an appropriate song as well. I want to see a victory, and you know, I really want to speak into the whole deal of praise and worship this morning. I I understand that it's one of uh, one of those huge elements of us gathering together in our Sunday context, doing our church services together. And, uh, it's one of the things that we're missing out on right now, or at least it's got a different dynamic to it. Um, I know that praise and worship continues to happen in our own homes. We can do that anywhere we like, but um, that, that, that part of us gathering together on a Sunday in one place, in one accord, to lift up one song to the King of Kings is, is such a huge deal, such a powerful part of the body of Christ coming together. And I just want to make sure that you know we continue to do that in creative and explorative ways. You know, One of the things that I love that Scripture says is of God is that He gives us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And you know, there's just such great power in that statement that he clothes us with garments of praise and which, which replaces, which repels, which expels the spirit of heaviness from our world. Praise is something that has the, the ability to both physically lift like a weight off our shoulders. I, I, I love it in those moments where we gather together and we're praising God. And I, I feel physically a lift and a shift in those moments, but also spiritually that begins to happen. It's like praise is a spiritual pressure release button. Right? Like as we focus on God, as we, because wherever God is exalted, wherever we lift God up, there's something supernatural that begins to happen. Now, I love what um, David writes in Psalm 68, in the first few verses of that um, great chapter in, in Scripture. He says, let God arise, right? let God arise, and his enemies be scattered. And in the first three verses of that psalm, he begins to describe what that looks like, or what it is that he wants to have happen to his enemies, because that's what we want to see happen. We understand that our, that our fight, that our enemies are, are, are not people, are not personalities. Our, our fight actually is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of evil in the heavenly realms, right? So it's not people that we're fighting against in that context. But we want to see God arise and we want to see his enemies scattered. Um, oh, uh oh. The wonders, the wonders of modern technology. <laughs> I, think, I think I've got that sorted now. Um, but the next, the next few verses, from verse 4 onwards, for, or verse 4 to 6, David begins to say, you know, because he explains what he wants to see happen. I want to see God arise. I want to see his enemies scattered. That, this is what I want that to look like. But then in verse 4, he begins to say, come on, sing to God. Sing in praise of his name. Extol or exalt him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice before him. His name is the Lord. And, and, and really for me, if the first few verses of this psalm are, are talking about what we want to see happen, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. Verse 4 to 6 is really describing how we go about seeing that happen or how we activate that reality in our world by singing to God. 
We want to let God arise, then praise Him, extol Him, lift Him up into, into you know, as the one who's seated on high. Because praise is so very, very powerful. You know, even in 2 Corinthians, in chapter 10, verses 3 to 5, it says, For the weapons of our warfare, or for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Or another version of the Bible says, For though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God, right? For, for the pulling down of strongholds and casting down arguments and every high thing which exalts itself against the knowledge of, of, of God. And we can bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. But, you know, though we live in the world, right, we do not wage war as the world does. We don't go to battle with machine guns and, and, and fire planes, Right? Like Israel and Michelle were singing this morning, if you've already watched that, it was praise. This is how I fight my battles. I'm going to see a victory. Right? I, I love that kind of deal. Cause, and, and, and I don't want us to lose any element of praise and worship in our world, even whilst we're living in our own bubbles and our, uh, our, our own place of isolation. We can continue to let a sound arise. I, I love, you know, let, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That doesn't, that doesn't matter whether it's in a Sunday setting or in our homes. There's a sound that begins to arise out of every believer, out of our hearts as we praise and as we worship. And praise is one of the most effective, or one of the greatest weapons that a believer has. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they are mighty in God. We understand Right, that prayer is one of our weapons, but praise is a weapon for a believer as well. Praise to make a, a, a boast and a declaration about who our God is, to be able to sing about His goodness and be able to declare that over an environment, over an atmosphere, is, is, is a powerful thing to do. You know, I, I love that as we read throughout the Old Testament, particularly through Exodus and the book of Numbers and the and the, the account that's given of the Israelite nation being led throughout their time in the wilderness under Moses' leadership. And it says of them that any, every time they broke camp, there's over three million people gathered together, camped together as, as the nation of Israel in the wilderness. Every time they broke camp, every time they were led from the place they were in to a new destination, right, the instruction that they had was that the tribe of Judah would have to go first. The tribe of Judah was always the one that led the way to a new place. And Judah literally means, literally translated is praise. The instruction they lived under was, come on, every time you go to a new place, the tribe of praise is the one that leads the way. The tribe of praise is the one that breaks the new ground. In fact, even when they went to wars, the whole nation would go to war. Throughout the book of Judges, you'll, you'll find again and again, it says that they would come and they would inquire of God. God, what, what should we do in this moment? Who would go up first from us as we go to war? And the instruction that they would receive there, that every time, come on, send out the tribe of Judah first. Send out the tribe of praise. Because this is how I fight my battles, right? So throughout Scripture, both the Old and the New Testament, we're encouraged to sing, to speak, to declare praises, to, to praise God with instruments, with clapping of hands, lifting of hands, and shouting and dancing. You know, to be expressive in, in our praise and in our worship toward Him. In fact, in, in the Old Testament, 
in the Hebrew in the Hebraic language, there's actually seven different words which are simply translated into English as praise. But each one of these words in the original language is a different expression of worship, is a different expression of praise. Right? Whether that's in a loud and boisterous gathering together of the people of God celebrating and, and, and shouting his praise, or it's a contemplative kind of just finding a still quiet place to sit and, 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 and to immerse yourself in worship. There's, there's a whole different range of ways that we can give expression to the praise and the worship that we carry on the inside of us. You know, one of the, one of the coolest accounts in scripture of praise is when King David brings the Ark of the Covenant back into the city of Jerusalem. One of the first things that he does once he's made king over all of Israel is to go, you know, we've we, we got to bring, we got to bring the the, the ark back into the city. We've got, to, we've got to celebrate God's presence in our city. And he goes and as he figures out how to do it in 2 Samuel chapter 6, you can read through the story for yourself. But I love what the description that it gives of David, that here he is dancing with all of his might, leaping and dancing before the Lord as they come back into the city with, with the ark of the covenant. And, and, and he is the king of the nation, right? letting go of his pride, letting go of all of his inhibitions. And, and, and an inhibition is simply a feeling that makes us feel self-conscious or unable to act in a relaxed and natural manner. But praise and worship is one of the most natural responses to a supernatural God. It's, 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 it's the way that we respond to his goodness and his grace in our world. It's, you know, Praise is making a boast and a declaration about who God is and what he does. Right? It, 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 it's an amazing thing to, to do. And, you know, in this moment, you, you go, well, I've often, I've, often, I've often seen this where, you know, people are a little bit shy of retiring in, in, in their um, public services, their public get-togethers, right? Let's say, shout of praise. It's like, yay, woo-hoo. No, no. And, and it's like half volume, right? You, we're partnered together, but we're not really fully uninhibited in our praise. Well, I, now it's a party at your place, right? So go crazy in praise. No one else is around. There's no one on your left or your right. No one else is going to see whether you lift up your hands or not. The party is at your place. The praise party is in your home. And praise is the greatest pathway to freedom because it focuses us on someone or something other than ourselves. Right? It promotes in our spirits and in our hearts a God consciousness over a self-awareness. One of the things that I love as you read throughout David's life is that you see that he has this penchant for praise no matter what season he finds himself in. Right? In, in Psalm 108 verses 1 and 2, he says, My heart is steadfast, O God, and I will sing and make music with all of my soul. Awake harp and awake lyre, he says, I will awaken the dawn. Right? I will sing and I will make music with all of my soul. I'm going to put all, I mean, we, we understand that our, our soul is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions. I'm, and I'm, going to, I'm going to put all of my intellect into it. I'm going to put all of my thought into it. I'm going, to, I'm going to make a decision of my will that I've just decided to do this thing. I'm going to put all of my emotions into singing his praise, into worshiping my God. Right? Awake harp and awake lyre. Right? Like, like a, let the musical instruments come alive. 
because I want to awaken the dawn. I want each and every new day to be ushered in to the sound of praise. I get this picture of David like unable to constrain himself in it. Right? It's like it's like musical notes are dripping from his fingertips and, and, and words of worship are, are pouring out of his mouth from, from, from the innermost parts of his being. You know, even to the point where other people would shun him for it or become embarrassed by his behavior, but he continued to write about it prolifically. He continued to act it out. He continued to be one of the most expressive people in the realm of praise and worship that we see throughout the entirety of Scripture. And he continued to do it in the midst of some of the greatest moments of despair and some of the most darkest moments that he experienced. You see, you, you see him praising God, even if it's a mountaintop experience in the midst of triumph or in a valley kind of moment in the midst of tragedy. It didn't matter what season of life he found himself in, he still continued to find a way to praise God in the midst of all of those things. In fact, in Psalm 63 verses 4 and 5, I, I love what he says here. He says, I will praise you as long as I live. Right? It, it, again, it's that decision that, that no matter what, I'm going to praise you as long as I live, whether it's in pain or whether it's in triumph, right? whether it's in a, a, a great time of celebration or a moment of sadness. I'm going to find, I've made a decision that as long as I live, God, I'm going to continue to praise you. And in your name, he says, I will lift up my hands. Right? There's, there's, there's an expression, there's a partnership, there's, there's, there's something of engagement that we're called into in praising our God. And, and, and lifting your hands is, is, is nothing particularly spiritual about it. But it's just simply, you might see that if you, if you come to one of their public services. But it's simply an, a, a way of expressing, expressing your adoration towards their God. You know, he says, my soul, in the midst of that, my soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. Which I think is, uh, it's just such a satisfying statement right in the midst of praising God my soul will be satisfied my mind my will my emotions will be satisfied as with the richest of foods the unseen part of who I am right will be absolutely nourished will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods because he's the one who can satisfy our needs or meet our needs in a way that no one else can or, or nothing else in all creation will ever be able to do. And he, and he finishes with this, that particular part of the psalm finishes this. He says, my, with singing lips, right, my mouth will praise you. Praise requires participation. It's not just something that we say, right? Like, oh, praise God, pra praise God. Like that's a great thing to say, great declaration to make, but praise is actually something that we get to experience. And it was never meant to be just a Sunday experience, a Sunday encounter. It's an everyday reality for someone who believes in God. Right? And, and you'll be able to answer this for yourself. Right? But praise, I've found, is something that emboldens our soul. As I praise God, as I engage in worship, there's a boldness, there's a, there's a confidence that's instilled in my spirit, in my heart, in my mind, in my will, in my emotions. You know, we can so we, we spoke a little bit about this last week that we can so easily become 
insular in, in, in life, right? That woe is me kind of deal. We get fixated on or, or, or focused on our problems and the things that are going on in our world and the fact that, man, now I'm living in isolation. I don't have connection with anyone outside of my bubble, right? My needs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and the, 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 the problem with that, if it becomes negative, is that it spirals down like a black hole, right? We get sucked into that abyss of oh, navel-gazing. But as we declare, as we praise God, as we declare the goodness of our God, as we begin to make a boast about who He is and experience the reality, right, that He is the glory and the lifter of our head. He's the one who wants to lift us up to a, to a, to a higher place, to a different place of perspective. Because we're created to experience the reality of relationship and the wonder of His presence. You know, when we talk about things like praise and prayer, things that we call spiritual disciplines. We're not, I'm not talking about becoming good at a religious practice, right? I'm not just saying, come on, go and memorize a few hymns or, 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 or a few worship songs so that you can sing them whenever you want. No, no it's, it's not about becoming good at a religious practice. It's like, oh, I've, I've prayed today, I've read my Bible today, I've, I've worshiped God today. It's actually about deepening our relationship and practicing intimacy and developing a sensitivity to the Spirit of God. That's the kind of things that you find will happen in the midst of exercising our, 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 oh, our spiritual exploration, if you like. Now I want to finish with this one account that's given in the book of Acts in chapter 16. It tells the story of Paul and Silas as they're in the city of Philippi and they're preaching the gospel. And again, it's a great... Um, story to read through in your own time. So amazing stuff happens and essentially they're there preaching the gospel and telling the good news about Jesus and Paul gets irritated by this demon-possessed girl that's following them around and casts the demon out and it causes all kinds of trouble uh, for them. In fact, off the back of that, they end up getting arrested. Not only are they arrested, but they're stripped naked they're beaten with rods. I think, I think the, the New King James Version of the Bible says that they have many stripes laid upon them, which really is just a polite way of saying that they were severely beaten. Right? And then on top of that, they're thrown into prison. In fact, they're thrown into the innermost part of the prison, the, the, the worst section of it. They're chained. They're, 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 with the, they're chained up. There's, there's most likely an open sewer running through their, their prison cell. So they here's Paul and Silas now. They find themselves in the worst place. Right? They're, they're chained up. They've been arrested. They've been thrown in prison in the, in the worst part of the prison. They've been so badly beaten and stripped naked that they're sitting there in, in this, this horrible mess. And yet it says that about midnight, they began to pray and to praise God. And all the other prisoners were listening to them. And then there's this supernatural uh, event that occurred where an earthquake came and, and shook the foundations of the building and caused all the prison doors to open and all the chains to fall off the prisoners. Right? And it says of the Philippian jailer, because he, he was asleep and it, and it woke him up. He's like, oh no, everybody's escaped. And he drew his sword and he was about to impale himself because he'd failed in his duty. When Paul, from his cell, I don't know how Paul knew what the Philippian jailer was about to do because they were in darkness. But Paul calls out, hey, don't, don't do that. We're all still here. Right? No one has escaped. And he 
and, and a jailer calls for lights to be brought, and he goes down in the darkness to see Paul in his cell. And it says that he fell at their feet. It says, what must we do to be saved? And that night, as the jailer took Paul and Silas into his own home and dressed their wounds and cared for them, it says that him and his whole family gave their lives to Christ. You know, what I love about that story is that it was the sound of freedom that Paul and Silas carried that set every single other prisoner free. You know, the, the, the sound of our freedom has the ability to set others free. You know, I, I guess if I was to ask a question off the back of our message this morning, it would be this. What, what can you do? Right? What can you do to be creative in your expression of praise today or this week? I mean, maybe, maybe for you, it's, it's closing all the doors and the windows and, and drawing the curtains and, and putting your, your, your worship music on your Spotify list or on your YouTube channel or putting your, your, your favorite CD in and creating a moment of intimacy, a space, an environment where it's just you and God engaged in praise and worship. That's, that's a powerful thing to do. Or maybe you're extroverted in the way that you praise God and you want to open all the doors and all the curtains and all the windows so that, and turn the music up as loud as you can so that all the neighbors can hear. And maybe you want to do that at midnight. I don't know if that's a good idea. The sound police might come or maybe they're not in the central service right now so you could get away with it. Or maybe it's just simply putting in your, your, your earphones and, and walking around the block whilst praising God. Right? There's a great moment for us right now you know, because it was never meant to be just one type of expression of worship that we engaged in. We're not just holding our breath, waiting till Sunday by Sunday by Sunday by Sunday so that we can worship together. No, no, it's an expression of praise that we carry every day in every environment. It's worship that we pour out wherever we go, and it creates an atmosphere. There's, there's the sound of the redeemed rising up there's something of freedom pouring out of our lives that begins to affect change in the lives of those around us hey well i just want to um, pray for us as we close this morning but just before i do that i want to give another invitation for anyone who's tuned in this morning or maybe you're watching this on a youtube channel after the fact it's so great that you could join with us this morning um, but i want to give an invitation for for anyone who's tuned in to uh, invite jesus into their world you know, I, I don't think that we're created simply to live a Simon Says Christianity where, you know, it's all about rules and regulations. It's, it's actually all about relationship. And you can invite Jesus into your world to be in relationship with you. And he'll, I, I, I just, I don't know, I just, I just so love the presence of God. And I want to give an opportunity for anyone to experience that, and especially in this season where we're really forced into isolation. Come on, you don't have to be alone in the midst of that. It says of the Holy Spirit that he's a comforter, he's a counselor of God, that, that he's the one who never leaves us nor forsakes us. Of Jesus, that he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. And if you want to invite Jesus into your world this morning, you can simply pray a prayer along these lines. Jesus, I invite you into my life to be in relationship with me. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sin. I believe that you died on the cross for me and that you rose again so that I might share in the life that is truly life in your wonderful name. Amen. Very cool. And let me pray um, again as we close and uh, look forward to all the stuff that we'll do throughout the course of the week. But, but Father, this morning, 
we just come and we, we, we say thank you for the freedom that we have to be able to praise and worship your, 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 your amazing name. And we ask that in our homes and our neighborhoods that you would help us be creative in the way that we praise. You know, it's a great moment to explore new ideas and new ways of doing things. And Father, we just say thank you for that creativity. We say thank you that wherever we are, we have the ability to, 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 to write new songs, to sing a new sound. And my prayer is this, that, that, that out of the mouth and out of the heart, out of the spirit of every single person this morning, there would flow a new sound, a new song of praise in the wonderful name of Jesus. God bless you. Uh, let, him, let, him, let him keep you, pour out peace upon you in the wonderful name of Jesus. God bless. Hope you have a great day. Amen.